So You Think You Want to Work in TV is brought to you by you. That's right. You guys support this podcast, and I rely on your donations to keep this train a-going. So please, go to so you think you want to work in TV.com, click on that upper left-hand corner where it says Donate, and make a one-time donation, or visit our Patreon and become a monthly subscriber where you will absolutely get exclusive content. So uh, become a supporter, won't you? You know you want to. everybody um we're gonna get to know my friend Cece Pleasance she's a comedy writer and she's so great I didn't know how she got into the business I just remember when she and her writing partner which I just thought they were friends I didn't realize they were writing partners moved out here and had to deal with oxygen I had no idea so that's one of the things I like about doing this podcast is I talk to my friends and colleagues Cece and I worked on a show together for E but you know you, you see your friends out, you're doing stand-up, you're doing your thing, your parties. Sometimes the conversations just don't get that deep. And that's what I love about pinning my friends and my associates down and really getting to know them. Because you sometimes you'll look at someone and go, oh, they have it so easy. And then you get to know them and you're like, oh, yeah, y- you've had it hard just like I've had it hard. And... It's just really refreshing and great. And I just, I don't know. I just love talking to these people. So you're going to get to hear from Cece. She's amazing. Wrote for George Lopez. She has amazing things to say about Carlos Mencia. I mean, what a mensch that guy is. So uh, I'm excited. So, uh, you know, I'm realizing now that before, you know, like when I introduce each guest, I keep saying I'm excited. I need to learn more words. All right. Enjoy my chat with Cece. All right, today uh, I have my friend Cece Pleasance here, who's a writer. Hey, hi, Sharon. How are you? Hi, we're podcasting. <laughs> we're look at us podcasting, and we have our dogs with us. Yeah, Stanley's Stanley. on the couch. Charlie's on the floor. <laughs> Charlie's making sure Stanley doesn't do anything bad in the house. Yeah, Charlie's protecting. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, you're so sweet. You guys, I'm going to post pictures of Charlie and Stanley together uh, when I post on the Tumblr for this episode. But you guys, Cece's amazing. She's a stand-up comic. Yes, not so much anymore, but I used to be. Right. Yes. But not anymore. But but it was the thing that parlayed, like, how did you start working as a writer on shows? Um... Let's see. Did it have to do with your stand-up? It did. Yeah, it did. I was doing stand-up. I was also doing sketch uh, at the time with my pal, Katie Massa Kennedy. We love her. She was just Katie Massa back then. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's Katie Massa Kennedy. Um, But yeah, we were doing um, sketch comedy together, and we wrote a sketch show, and somebody approached us uh, from the Oxygen Network. Oh. Uh, Network for Ladies. You might have heard of it. I've Um, done shows for the Ox. I call it the Vagina Network. Yeah, yeah. It's about vaginas. Mm-hmm. Um, so they asked us, somebody asked us to do a packet for a show on the Oxygen Network, which is no more. It was a, um, game show, comedy game show for young women called Clued In. Huh. I don't remember it. <laughs> no, no one does. <laughs> no one saw it. Oops. <laughs> um, so we wrote a writing packet as a team and we got the job because it was great for them. They got to hire two people for the price of one. And um, that was, yeah, that was my first writing job. And then I realized that I really liked TV writing. Like I liked sort of, I liked writing almost more than performing. Wow. Yeah. Well, interesting. Because we worked on that Sex with Brody show. We did. Where you were a writer and I was a field producer. Yes. And I would always go at the end of the day, I'd be like, okay, guys, I'm going to go do a thing. And you and Jill would look at me and go, how do you go out after this? I, I don't I don't know how people I mean I really admire people who do it like you and and Renee Gauthier and so many people um, but I I don't know like once I, when I'm writing for you know 10 8 10 12 hours a day I'm like done I don't want to do it might also just be age <laughs> maybe I'm just I don't like, know about <laughs> that I think you either want to go out and do it or you don't I mean yeah. I, I honestly like it, if you don't if you're not passionate about it why exa- Why be exhausted? Right. I was always kind of a reluctant stand-up anyway, and I don't mean that in any sort of, like, 
shitty way. I just made like no one was clamoring me for me to do stand up, so it's fine. But like, I uh, I was no I one's was clamoring s- for me to do it either, Stacey. And <laughs> no I've been doing it a long time. No one's time. clamoring for anyone, really. Let's be honest. Not really. Yeah, just <laughs> Chappelle, and that's about it. And yeah. Sarah Silverman. Yeah, but I um I would like I liked it when I was on stage, and I liked it if I had a good set or whatever. But then like 10 minutes later the nerves would come back about doing it again and I would just be like oh god I never want to do that again and then I would make myself go do it again because it was fun to do it but it was like it was always I was always like feeling terrified and gross and so you always felt like you were jumping out of an airplane every time every single time Mm. (laughs) so nervous (laughs) I still get nervous too I actually I get the most nervous I was telling my friend Moses who made me do roast battle that's when I'm literally I start I start having diarrhea at about two in the afternoon oh yeah sure. and the show doesn't start till midnight so it's a I mean it's it's a, but that's when I'm the most terrified but when I'm just doing a regular set I get nervous but not like okay not diarrhea nervous no yeah I had a yeah I mean I feel like I had IBSD the whole time I was doing stand-up wow <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so after the Oxygen show, first of all, I, you guys, first, I feel like I'm with royalty for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm meeting Charlie, who I only know from Instagram. Yeah. So when I meet my friend's dogs in real life, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity because <laughs> I always am like, oh, look, there's the dog. Like, you know, so <laughs> that's that. But I didn't know this about you, Cece, but you wrote on the best show of all time, Maximum Extreme Challenge. Yes. MXC. Maximum, MXC. Most Extreme most Elimination extreme Challenge. Most Challenge. Yes. Best show on television. It was great. It's a great show. I was lucky enough. I wrote on the last season. I didn't I didn't write the whole thing, but I, I got to write on the last season, and it was such a pleasure. Oh, no. There was not squeak. Uh-oh. There wasn't a single bad season. There it is. Oh, boy. I didn't know. <laughs> Charlie. Should we, should Charlie? we pause? For yeah. No, we don't have to pause. Just okay. take it away. Take it away. Right. Charlie? Charlie. You can't have it. This. I'm sorry. Oh, no. You can't have is... it. We got to take away the... Maybe if I throw it. Okay, there we go. He'll okay, go. great. Oh no, he's just gonna bring it right. Back. He's just gonna bring it right back. <laughs> dogs, everybody, we love dogs. Dogs. So what? Wh- th- now, when you guys wrote on that show, did you watch the clips and then write? Like, how did you? Um, and were you ever in the booth with the actors who were doing the VO? Yeah. So the most well, everybody that did the VO was in the writers' room. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> All right, this was. You know what? It was my idea to keep the dogs with us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, here we'll stop. Uh, Charlie. I know. Charlie. The problem is if he's I He's so excited. It, he's so excited. If and I now, take and now the Stanley's lamb away. Excited, even though he can't see. All right. You know, maybe he's just going to bring it back to me. How do I make it disappear? Let's see. Put it behind it. There you go. Yeah. There Perfect. We go. See? Oh, wait. Here comes Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yay. Okay, now. <laughs> okay. My husband saved the day. <laughs> saved he, the day. He took the lamb away. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? So I was talking about, like, when you write the jokes for uh, the show and you're writing the funny VO, are you in the booth with the actors when they're doing it? Um, okay, so this is, it was a, it was a really unique show um, in how it was made. So the, um, the it was from a hour-long Japanese game show called Takeshi's Castle, and they would take... Um, the hour-long shows and basically cut them down to a half hour. Sometimes they would take pieces from other shows. We would theme out every show, so we would like just come up. And it was all written in English with no regard for the original Japanese. Um, and and the so it was like so we would just theme stuff out. So so all the shows would you know had it like if you've watched it you know all the shows have a theme. Um, and uh, and so then we would we would sit in the writers' room for like eight hours a day or whatever, and just uh, write the show while we watched the pieces. Like we would just like kind of stop and start and and watch it. And we had, um, I mean, it was maybe one of the it was definitely one of the most talented rooms I've ever been in. Uh, it was um, these amazing actors, Mary Shear, who is a, a lot of uh, groundlings, uh, Mary Shear. Uh, this guy Roy, I can't remember his last name, but he's awesome. And then Chris Darga, John Cervenka, um, just really like really cool, talented an- uh, actors. John Cervenka was uh, Guy Ledouche. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then Chris Darga was Kenny. And then uh, Mary Shear was all the 
all the, the girl, women. Which, yeah. She was so she's funny. So funny. She's so funny. I just love my favorite parts were like when somebody would come in a teacup and they'd slide down a slide. Bottoms up. You yeah. Know, just all those little <laughs> quick things were so funny. Yeah. It was it was such a joy to work on. It was such a joy to work on. This guy Herb Goss was there and uh, Kevin Skeeney was um, the writer's assistant but also contributed a lot of funny stuff and yeah, it was just like, it was such a cool, and we just sat in the room all day. It was just, just the room, and then we would write the script, and then those guys would go record it, and we would we would be in the room for the recordings as well, and every now, like, the I, like I said, I was only there for the last season, but I got to throw in a voice. Like, oh, once. good. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, the, the, but, like, Mary is so amazing. Like, she obviously was uh, all the women, and she should have been. Um, I wish the show was still on the air. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it, it gave, I would watch it at night, you know, when I'd get home from doing stand-up. Yeah. And I would laugh my ass off. I would get high and watch and laugh. It's, yeah, it's really, de- I mean, it's like just joke dense. Like you can. So dense. Like yeah. you can't, you, you're trying to breathe from the last joke and then another funny joke comes and you're still laughing and you just, you almost pass out. You're laughing yeah. so much and so hard. Yeah. I want to watch it again right now. I know we should. <laughs> after <laughs> we'll we do that finish podcast, yeah. we'll watch. <laughs> um, so now uh, another show that I thought was interesting that you, that you wrote on was on Mind of Mencia. Yes. Okay, so uh, for the audience that d- a lot, I do have a lot of comedy, even though this isn't necessarily a comedy podcast. Some yeah. comedy nerds do listen to this podcast. We all know that Carlos Mencia, you know, do you, you know, do you know about all that? There was a thing where Joe Rogan called him out for stealing material at the comedy store. Yes. So then Joe was banned from the comedy store for some reason, but Chris got to stay because he had a show on comedy. Like it was all this scandal. Now Chris, you know, uh, Mencia never performs at the store, but Joe's always there. Like it's, it was just this weird. What was it like working? On a show for a guy that a lot of people in comedy weren't necessarily fond of. Yeah, um, it was interesting. I mean, I was there. I was there at a really weird time. Um, this it gets a little sad, but my mom was dying at oh the time. No. So, um, and it was one of my first like that was my first Guild show, my first Writers Guild show. So that was a big deal for me, and it was like uh, one of my first like just bigger shows. Like I had worked on MXC, but this was like a, a more traditional. This is a traditional late night, room, yeah. late night show, Comedy Central, blah blah blah. Writing so, a monologue, all that stuff. Yeah. So I was like, you know, as we all do, like I was in my own having my own things happening <laughs> at the time. Um, it was it was weird. Here's the thing with uh, Mencia, who I am very fond of. I think he's a good guy. Um, he he is Latino for the record. He, he grew is. up in he's Honduras. Honduras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he uh, he was very sweet to me. I think here's the thing. I mean, the joke that Joe Rogan called him out on, and and it went like his stand up routine went viral. Joe's stand up routine about, or about it wasn't really yeah, stand up routine. It was like yeah, it was just like a rant, like a rant yeah. about. And he was it was. I feel like uh, Carlos was one of the first like victims of of um like so trial by social media like it, oh, was, totally. it was one of the first times where he you know and and look i he like some of the some of the jokes that he allegedly stole I, they sounded like of course like they sounded like other jokes but we all do like zeitgeisty stuff so whether or not it was joke thievery i don't know gray area collective unconscious yeah who knows? yeah like some of the stuff was just really hacky so it's like my grandmother thought of that joke <laughs> you know right. but um he was he was so nice to me. He was so like, he was such a cool, kind guy. And honestly, like a lot of, there weren't a lot of women in writers. I mean, this was only like, what, like 10 years ago. Yeah. There weren't a lot of women in writers rooms back then. And he was like, like very adamant that he had a woman in the writer's room. Some t- I mean, it was only one, but like, no, Still, he had two. He had Crystal Al- Alonzo I there. Mean, and yeah. yeah. Like he, um, he was super loyal. He was very kind to the people that work for him and he paid me for my jokes. So, you know, and he, I'll tell you this, my mom went into hospice. It was like, I, I went to him and said, Hey, can you lay me off so that I can get unemployment? Cause I'm going to, I have to, I have to go. I don't know how long I'm going to be. Um, it could be two or three months. And this is, you know, it's, it's comedy central. So there's only like a six month gig and so you know me being gone for three months is a big deal and he's like there's no way I'm laying you off I'm gonna pay you for as long as you need to go if it comes out of my pocket or not and and he like asked his assistant to buy me a plane ticket like 
Oh my so God. Sweet. So sweet. So I can't like, I can't bad mouth that guy. He's a great guy. That's lovely. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, I don't know enough about, I just remember the drama that happened and I was like, oh geez, here we go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's the same way with me. My name is Sharon Houston, but you know, I, you know, spent my early childhood in the little Havana section of Miami. I, you know, s- speak enough Spanish. I'm almost all Cuban. I'm only right. a tiny bit Irish. But, uh, you know, the industry, industry people, casting directors uh, have always said, you know, change your change your last name. Or one casting director said, can you get a tan and dye your hair black oh, wow. before you come into this audition? Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So those. But it's like I but I've never, ever, you know, I, you know, it's one of those things where I was not going to change my name. I'm not going to change my name to Carmen Miranda Houston, you know, Yeah, yeah. because I just. But I'm not saying I, I'm not trying to. I don't know. I just I just wonder what would have been different if he had just kept his birth name versus like I want to have something that sounds more like where I grew up and where I'm from. Yeah, I think the story goes. Mitzi Shore told him, if you're gonna, like he was doing jokes about Latino culture because he that's how he grew up and whatever. And and she's like, if you're gonna do these jokes, you need to have a Latino name because his name is Ned Holness. So it does not sound Latino. Sharon at all. Houston does not sound Latina at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so I, I feel like that's how it went. And the thing is, I mean, his his humor is not my humor necessarily, and I, so I get why. I don't think he's not funny. Yeah, he's totally funny. Yeah. His audience loves him, and he's like, I mean, he would make me laugh like crazy. Like he was a really funny dude. Um, the stuff that was on Mind of Mencia, I think you definitely a lot of it you can get away with today, and and a lot of it is like would feel you know kind of now but he's he's a he is a legitimately funny dude and he i I don't know in a way i kind of think he i I don't think he did anything any worse than a lot of other comics who appeal to a very mainstream audience like he just he was just a kind of a mainstream comic who you know did a lot of you know like he was like an arena comic like yeah he did a, no totally a like big, a russell peters big jokes and you know russell peters does jokes about you white people you need to beat your kids i'm like oh my god you got to be kidding me right <laughs> and I, I watched it on youtube and i just thought well everybody's done this yeah but, but that's usually a black comic who's saying that but this time it's an indian guy but everybody like you know so i feel bad i don't know it's just weird it's just weird how a, a, a comedy community will turn on you for something like, oh, it seems like you stole a joke, but they're not going to turn on you for jerking off in front of people until 50 people call you out on right. it. Right. That's the thing. I mean, if I think when you're a big, broad comic like that, comedians, whatever, we like, I think in any industry, people get jealous of the people who are really successful, especially if they're really successful in in something that people may see as not art or whatever you know right. what i mean like uh, because whatever people see louis ck is like a, a you know a french painter or whatever like, totally <laughs> like, like i listen comedy. he was always my favorite comic but yeah. i knew all these things about him so i would stop i stopped watching his show because they were my all my friends in that new york times article so i just was kind of like you know i can't watch his shows i didn't watch louis i didn't watch the other louis show i right. didn't you know what i mean i just didn't watch it because i just Anyway, um, <laughs> moving Hashtag on. Hashtag me too. Yeah, okay. So, okay, do you think, now you also were a writer on Wipeout. Did uh, MXE help you? Um, they were totally different shows. I mean, and, and it, it's kind of sad because um, MXE sued. I, I went to Wipeout on the second season. MXE was like suing Wipeout because they said they stole the format. But it was really like. Wipeout was just like a dumb show with these big balls. I feel like it was for kids. It was so different. It was, yeah, it was for kids. It was ABC Family and it was just like, and there, and there wasn't, it definitely wasn't as funny. I mean, it was, it was funny in a different way. It was funny. John Henson and John Anderson. John Henson is a really funny comedian. So funny. John Anderson is a really funny sportscaster. So like it was just a completely different, it was, it was comedy sports and, and like people falling down. Yeah. It was people falling down and yeah. Oh Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Like it was to me when I watched that show, I'm like, well, I, if, 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 you know, an eight year old would love this show. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's on network. That's who loved it. Eight year olds. And, and, you know, I think their parents enjoyed it too. We tried to put things in like Easter eggs for, for parents, but you know. Ooh, explain to my audience what an Easter egg is. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I know what it is, but they don't. (laughs) It's like a, um, a little, a little snack, a little, uh, secret secret treat that um you know so like 
we, we would uh, this would be like too far for wipeout but let's say we somebody on wipeout got hit in uh, the back of the neck with a uh, you know red ball or something and we might say oh he got donkey punched like like a child is not going to know what that means (laughs) but but an adult adult would enjoy that and that's what we would call an easter egg it's something for you to oh look what i found right (laughs) Right. (laughs) that really crude joke (laughs) very very crude (laughs) reference (laughs) i love it when people go oh it's easter egg um Now, let's topical today. Uh, this this episode won't come out for a couple of weeks. Won't won't uh, launch in a couple of weeks, but exactly uh, three and a half weeks actually. Uh, but today was the day that Donald Trump uh, referred to some countries as shitholes. Shitholes. And I'm like, well, Cece worked on Miss Universe. Let's talk about oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me oh about the, you have the most amazing Miss Universe story. And uh, s- sadly, you guys, she worked on it the year. Trump sold it. So she didn't yes, work for Trump. I did but not meet Trump. I was there. So he sold it in, I think, 24. He sold it right before or or was basically iced out uh, before the election. So I think he was iced out in like 2015. And then I wrote on it 2016. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we shot it. um Oh, no, I guess 2017. So we shot it January of 2017. So it was right. So I was in and we it was in the Philippines um, because the Filipino people who are lovely and amazing uh, love. Miss they Universe. love Miss Universe. They oh, my gosh. It's their Super so Bowl. Much. Yeah. It's their Oscars and Super Bowl all wrapped up into one. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was such a pleasure to be there and and work on it. But it was also a really weird time <laughs> because <laughs> because I, like most humans in America, I think, uh, were well, I was a rabid Hillary Clinton supporter, but I also uh, voted for her because obviously she was so much more qualified and I didn't want a monster to be our president. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, and she did win, uh, whatever, but, uh, we won't get into all that, but yeah. So I was in the Philippines in January of 2017 while Trump was being inaugurated and the women's march was happening. (laughs) And I, um, and if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see a picture of me in the Philippines in my nasty woman shirt on the day of the women's march, like just feeling like a terrible person because you're also, stuck in the Philippines. <laughs> in the, well, the Philippines was amazing, but it was like I wanted to be with my, you know, with you wanted the, to I be wanted on the street resisting. I wanted yeah. to be resisting. And I was working for Miss Universe, which was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm objectifying women. <laughs> I'm talking about women walking around on stage in different outfits. <laughs> I mean, it's so surreal. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> so, really weird. did you did you write copy for the hosts, or did you write what was the what was the job? Yeah, it was Steve Harvey. So it was really I was there to. You were there the year he fucked it up. No, the year after he fucked it oh, up. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I I wrote jokes about uh, him fucking it up. Basically. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't that exciting. Um, but it was. The thing is. <laughs> This is going to sound like a line from Miss Congeniality. <laughs> <laughs> it is not something that I would ever do. I like, I mean, I, you know, whatever. I'm so, well, I'm not gorgeous enough. I wouldn't have the option to. That's to not true. Everybody look at her picture on IMDb. I'm she's fucking so hot. hot. My she's God. so hot. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but it. It, I mean, there was a lot of women in the pageant. It was like, ama- it was amazing to me. There was one woman. Um, oh God, I'm going to mess up her country. Miss Haiti? I believe it was Miss Haiti. Oh, from the shithole Haiti? Yeah, from that shithole Haiti. Yeah. Who was, like, curing blindness. Uh, She was, like, part of a research team that was um, working on um, basically doing some sort of genetic research that was curing blindness. And she was going to college by doing these pageants like she like she put herself through school because she was fucking gorgeous and she's like all right i'm gonna go work out some and and win a bunch of pageants on stage in a bikini and and cure blindness so it was sort of like wow <laughs> like women from countries the uh, shithole countries but yeah. also the united states where we don't always educate the people who maybe deserve to be educated right no that's um, very true 
you know, can can do if if they are genetically gifted <laughs> in a, the way that a Miss Universe pageant contestant may be, then then they can go do this and make some money and and make the world a better place. So it was like in a way it was weird, but it was also kind of inspiring. No, I, I would think it would be weird and inspiring in the same way, too. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, first of all, I'm 4'10 and a half, so I'd be like, everyone's so tall. And then yes. they're, they're all really tall. So tall. So, so tall. when you write on a live show, because that's a live, is it a live show or live to tape? It's live. It is live. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. So yeah. when you're writing on a live show, isn't that like a, an extra level of stress? Because what if Steve sees something on a card and goes, uh, I don't know if this is that funny because the last thing, I feel like the audience is weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's it's pretty cuckoo bananas. It was There were three writers. It was me and, and uh, two other guys who were great. And I was in with the prompter. I was in the um, prompter room. And we had to... Um, the, the weirdest thing about it, I guess, or the maybe the thing that people don't know is that you have to, everything has to be to time. Right. So when you're doing a live li- yeah, show, you have to yeah, go in and out. So you can't, like, y- you can't go three and a half hours. So you have to, so they're cutting things during, like, as the show's going. So they have, like, packages and pre tapes right. and we things. We can't do this bit about the cha cha heels. Yeah, we can't exactly. do this bit about the girls walking by the pool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're cutting stuff. So then we're having to rewrite stuff um in in the moment so like, like intros and outros mm-hmm. intros and outros and and things for we also had um ashley graham was our co-host i love her so yeah, much she's so amazing she's so amazing i, I love, love her. her so much she's a goddess i wish she's i so looked cool. like her me too oh my god good god her teeth yeah amazing yes her bone structure she's just She's, she's everything. Yeah, she's so she's so tall and beautiful and perfect. Yeah, I, I bet her. she was tall. I had a feeling she yeah. was like really tall. I mean, I don't know how tall she is, but she's every. I mean, I most she's like five ten. I bet. Me, but she's, well, how tall are you? I'm like five five. See, to me, that's tall. Yeah, you're a little. You, but you're petite. I'm a teeny tiny it's so human. Nice. <laughs> it's so nice to be a teeny tiny human. I mean, it is because I fit in small places. But yeah, I don't mean I don't want to be tall. But I just when I see tall people, I'm like, ah, oh. How do I function? Like, how am I alive? Yeah. How do I? I mean, I'm always jealous. I feel like they can wear things that I'll never be able to wear. Same. Yeah. Like flowing dresses and, you know, yeah, when maxis. I wear flowing. Yeah, I wear maxis. I wear maxis, yeah. but I still feel like I'm in a tent. Right. Whereas if I were tall, I'd be like, oh. Yeah, I always feel like I'm a teepee. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy them, <laughs> but I feel like a teepee. But you feel like a teepee. <laughs> Teepees are fine. We just don't want to feel like them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, no offense to TPs. No offense. Well, now, when you were on the set of Miss Universe, and did everybody, th- was the whole crew American, or were they from other countries as well? Um, I think it was about half and half. I think it was mostly, like, the all the keys were American, and, and um, a lot of people were from the Miss Universe organization, stuff like that. So Explain was, to the audience what the keys are. Oh, um, like, the department heads, like, the people that, you know, like, the, the lighting designer and the, um, you know, uh, the prop master and all the all the people that were sort of in charge of of making sure all the things happen yeah that's what you <laughs> so whenever you're watching the 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 credit roll audience and it says key grip key lighting key mm-hmm. prop master that means that's the top person and then everybody else kind of listens to them and goes oh so where am i putting the chair steve says put it over here steve's key key prop but boom you yeah. know so um were people hugging you and saying are you okay <laughs> There was some, there was some of that. There was some of that. Yeah. I would just, I can't even imagine being at Miss Universe and the whole world is there and there's Americans and and they're like, oh, you guys just elected a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Like it just must have been, I mean, I just, if I were not an American, I would be tiptoeing around you and I would be hugging you. I'd be offering (laughs) you tea. Well, they have a... Oh, they have a they maniac. have a shitty nightmare president as well. So Wait, I thought it was Thailand they, that had the shitty president. No, they have. Um, no, you're right. The Philippines yeah, do, to, do, do Duarte. Ta- Duarte. Or, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he's murdering right, everybody. Yeah, he's murdering everybody. Everybody. So, yeah. People. So we were police guard. Like there were probably ten police to every one person with a Miss Universe badge on. Like we were just really guarded, and because people were getting shot for smoking a joint in their car, like he's. By by civilians because he's like oh, deputized right, he has those... this civilian army to right. go kill people who do drugs or what so were they it, well but he's kind of part of the police it was the Philippine police was guard were guarding you the or Philippine was it police were guarding us oh they didn't hire a private security company no hmm. I don't think well no yes we did sorry we did have, there was a lot of security we had um 
some people from Homeland Security that were like there was like a representative from and he was like he had his people and then but mostly it was the Filipino police force because it's also such a big event for them like it was such a big right it's a cash cow for them they don't want it to they don't want nobody to get murdered that is crazy Cece I cannot believe I know isn't the world weird and sad and hard it's really sad and hard I mean I'm gonna say this I love the folks in the Philippines. So like those people are so like, I did not meet one Filipino person that wasn't like a delight, like just wasn't like a delightful human. They were so polite and nice. And, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are dicks just like there are anywhere. Like right. I'm sure there are Filipino people who are dicks, but, <laughs> but I've never, honestly, so nice. we have a pretty large Filipino community here. Yeah. I have yet to meet a mean Filipino person. Me too. I've never met. If you know a Filipino person who is mean, please tweet us. Tweet us. Tweet us. I'm share at Sharon underscore Houston. And what's your Twitter handle? At CC Pleasance. Yeah. yeah. Just tweet us if you've <laughs> met a mean Filipino. I've never met one. I haven't either. I, <laughs> although I will say, <laughs> my friend Roy <laughs> drives like a fucking maniac. And one time we were driving over Roy. His name's Roy Cruz. He's, he's, he's Asian Filipino. That's how he talks. Oh, I mean, it literally fancy. sounds exactly like him. All my friends, when I do a Roy impression, they're like, you sound just like Roy. We were driving <laughs> over Laurel Canyon. And I swear to God, we're in his Mini Cooper. He's hauling ass. And I'm like, Roy, you're going to kill us. And he hits the brakes. He goes, I'm sorry. Asian driver and then he starts <laughs> laughing and I was like oh my god they're That's just they're delightful. funny too so is my funny. point they're very funny yeah um all right so let's move on to lighter fare <laughs> uh Cece and I were both working on the same lot I was working on a court show called Judge Alex it was probably my third season on the show uh suicidal every day um <laughs> I would schmooze the executive producer of Russell uh, Russell Brand show that got canceled on FX, hoping he would hire me for the next season, but there was no next season. Yeah. Um, uh, but then a lovely show moved in called the Arsenio Hall reboot show, and Cece was a writer on it. Yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. I cannot believe it did not keep going because I actually watched it. Aw, I watched it. I started watching it, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm gonna start start watching Arsenio because I like the guests better. Yeah, it was just funky. You know what I mean? Like it was funky. It was more black. It wasn't so like, because everybody makes the rounds on all the same talk shows, and right. Arsenio always brought something different. He's a he's such a good interviewer. I think he's. I I love Arsenio. I had such a good experience on that show. He was so like great and cool and fun to work for. And I think he's an awesome dude. And he got a raw deal. Um, on like not getting picked up and and who knows? I, I mean, it's, it's weird because they said it's picked up and then they were like, up. now it's not picked yeah, up. Yeah, it was picked up and then I, there was some. Without saying too much, there was some uh, executive flip flopping. I think that happened, and it, it's also syndication is weird, and I can't even I can't even explain it to your listeners I because I don't. Okay, I mean, I, because that's I've done I've done so oh, much yeah. syndication. Yeah, yeah, it you're is the syndication weird. queen. Syndication. Tell me what you think. This is my experience. I find syndication to be like radio. Okay, mm-hmm. so with radio, you're listening. You're listening to your favorite radio station, and then one day, all of a sudden, they're playing. Uh, um, they're playing country and you're like, what, what just happened? Or you're listening to your favorite morning radio jock and they're gone. It's a whole new team. And you're like, what just happened? They just are so quick to pull the plug on things. Yeah. But when things are on the air and they are working, there's so much money in syndication. It is not a mistake that Oprah Winfrey and judge Judy are as rich as they are. Right. Yeah. There's so much money in syndication. That's why Jerry Springer has fuck you money. That's why Steve, his security guard, security guard, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, it. there's so much money in syndication. Yes, yes. But it's a very weird business. It's a weird business. It's it's all based on affiliates. So it's it's different, like basically like different TV stations. This is how I understand it. Like yes, different it's like, oh, there's, there's affiliates and there's O&Os. Yeah. Right. And there's owner-operated stations which aren't affiliated with the CW or with CBS. Right. And then there's the affiliates that are like, oh, I'm KQRP in Walla Walla, Washington, but I'm also an affiliate of CBS. Right. Or, But sometimes you can have a show that's owned by CBS Distribution. That's the person that syndicates the show, but it will be on a Fox channel in yeah. a different market. Yeah. It's just, it's very weird, but it's kind of like, but you get money licensing fees from each one of those channels, and there's so many of them. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, so with Arsenio, we were syndicated. It was we were picked up. We had um, Jay Leno came on the show because he's good friends with Arsenio. To I remember that episode. The, yeah, to announce that he was picked up for another season, and um, it was super cool. We were on hiatus. We had like two weeks off, and then we were gonna go back and do another year of shows or whatever. Um, it was I think three weeks before my wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and I was like having a wedding and going on a honeymoon all based on the fact that I was supposed to have a job for another year. And, uh, and we got like an email at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday and it just said, please be on this conference call in an hour or whatever. And then we were, we were canceled. Such a bummer. But Arsenio is ama- like, he's such a good guy and I hope he gets another TV show soon. Cause he's so like, he's such a, he's a, just such a good person. Well, nobody doesn't like him. Nobody, no celebrity yeah. would go, fuck Arsenio. I'm not doing that show. Yeah. No one. Yeah. No, he's a lovely, he's a lovely dude. He's, he's such a good, he's a really good interviewer. He really like is interested in people and he cares about people and he's really funny and he has, he's a different voice. Yeah. He's a, he's not a white guy. He's not a white guy. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I don't think there's anybody that I don't like that's on late night right now, really. Yeah, they're all great. I'm trying to think. There used to be. Oh, yeah. I'm not crazy about Fallon. Yeah. But he I love the roots. Got Trump elected. I know. That's why I've just, ever since then, <laughs> hard to I forgive stopped, him. <laughs> ever since that interview with Trump, I was like, fuck Jimmy Fallon. I'm never watching this show again. Yeah. And I, I can't. As much as I love the roots, I, I, the roots I, are awesome. The roots are awesome. I have a lot of their stuff on vinyl, the instrumentals and with the vocals, you know? So, but I can't, I yeah. can't with that guy. Um, let's see. And now the, la- the latest show that I know of that you worked on. It, well, I because I have a story about this particular host. you worked on Bill Nye's show, and that's where you got your first. It was it a Writers Guild Award or Emmy Award? I think it was an Emmy, Emmy. nomination. Emmy nomination. We did not win. Spoiler alert. Aww. But yeah, but we did get nominated, which is cool in our first season of a show, which is kind of unusual. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was neat. Really so, what neat. was Bill Nye like with you? Bill is the greatest. He's any any like childhood memories you have of Bill, like for me, like he's better than that like he's just such a good he's He's so smart such a good person he's so smart he's so kind he's just like a lovely he calls himself the on-camera department he does yes like that's his he's the on-camera department like he doesn't he wants to make sure that everybody feels equal he's so appreciative of his crew and everybody that does every little job on set like he's just like and he is legitimately, he legitimately cares about the world. Like he, he cares about the world and he cares about science. Yeah. And he's like, wake up people. Science is real. Yeah. Yeah. I met him at the sports. I went to the sports science. I think they only did one year of it, but it was the sports science awards. Mm-hmm. Cause my friend worked for the company that did that show sports science on ESPN. And I didn't realize that there was going to be a red carpet where it was the only award show I've ever been to that the audience was all people who worked for the production company. Oh wow. No seat fillers. It was just people, and all the stars had their guard down, and all these sports heroes, and, well, Bill Nye was one of the presenters, mm-hmm. and we all lost our shit. Collect- like, me and all my friends were like, oh, my God, what? nobody <laughs> told us. What are we going to do? How do we deal with this? He could not have been nicer. Yeah. He's lovely. He's such a lovely person. He's such a nice, he's, he's such a nice man. He's one of my favorite. I mean, I've, I, Arsenio is one of my favorites. Like, I, I love I love, I've worked with a lot of really cool people and I've been very lucky in that way. Of course, yeah. I've worked for some dicks as, as have you, but, um, but Bill is like the, he's just the greatest. He just, everything that you think about Bill is true. Like he's just a lovely, like he, he cares about science. He cares about people. He cares about all people, even people who are mean and hate him <laughs> because he cares about science. Like he, right. he wants to get those people on his side too. I mean, he, because he wants the world to be better. He wants us to not uh, die because of ocean acidification. Like yeah. he, wants, he wants or the, or the animals. I don't really give a shit about the people. I care about the animals. Yeah. Yeah. And they're suffering. We care about Stanley. We care about Stanley. We care about Charlie. Yeah. So <laughs> when, but here's the thing. Do you have a science background? Like how did you st- get staffed on that show? Uh, no, I don't have a science background. <laughs> I like science. I'm a science fan. And I think like everybody, I'm a big fan of Bill Nye. But, um, so Michael Natus, the showrunner, he and I did a pilot together with John Henson. Um, and, and we just like became buddies on that. Like we, um, 
I was his head writer on that and uh it was like a small little pilot that was like for a clip show or whatever and um so when Michael Natus got the job of showrunner for Bill Nye he called me up and he's like I'm gonna be doing this Bill Nye show and I was like if you don't hire me I'm gonna kill myself (laughs) (laughs) that's a great way to get a gig yeah I mean you should always threaten to kill yourself (laughs) I've never done that before and that's gonna be my next thing (laughs) (laughs) that's not actually true (laughs) don't threaten to kill don't kill yourself it's it's not don't threaten you can threaten to just don't go through it yeah yeah don't go through with it um so yeah he was uh and he was he was everybody wanted the job so I was just super super lucky that I got to to do it and then um and then Bill and I really hit it off and and we have like so it's it's half comedy writers half science writers so um we have like an amazing team of science writers who make sure that the comedy that we're writing is scientifically accurate right <laughs> for Interesting. the most part yeah yeah because I was wondering how you wrote the comedy bits because I'm like well if you don't have a science background because I know Prashant but I yes. don't know if he's like he doesn't have a science background he has so he has some crazy degree he's got like a degree in microbiology or something he does yeah yeah I can't he's say a smarty his last pant. name can you Prashant Venkatramanajan I don't know it's, I know he shortens it to Prashant Venkat, but it's... It's Venkatamadadadabadasadabad. Yeah. Yeah. It is. He, I love him. <laughs> he's the best. He's so great. He's he's a great guy. I so funny. Him. Yeah. So funny. Good good person, too. Yeah. He's just a solid human. Yeah. Well, what's next for you? What's next for Cece? I don't know. I'm working on um, a really fun little show right now called Trixie and Katya. Which they are oh, two yes, for, for ladies from yeah yeah Viceland. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so delightful. They are so great. Uh, I saw Trixie, and you can tell her if you if you're becoming close to her. Have you ever heard her sing? I hear that she's amazing. I just Cece, started on this. You will start crying. Oh really? Uh, I went and saw her show uh, in this uh, not this time of year like in December of last year in New York yeah her Christmas show you know but she does this whole campy thing where she's like I'm Trixie Mattel and then she gets out her guitar Mm -hmm. and plays it and sings and I started crying oh brilliant I really I really gotta I gotta hear it she's really talented yeah they're so funny I love them oh I'm so stoked that you're working on that yeah yeah it's really fun so it's only I mean it's a super short thing I'm just there to kind of help out I'm consult consulting producing yeah isn't it a, <laughs> is it a 30 minute show or a 15 minute show 30 it is 30 it's, yeah they started out with their i think they had a, a they had a digital show web show yeah or, yeah yeah so this is the oh that's fabulous show. yeah it's really fun you should everybody should watch the show because i didn't i didn't know about it until my friend called me and said hey do you want to come help out on this and it's i'm so glad i do oh so good yeah. and then we're hoping everybody should watch bill nye saves the world because we'd love to get more episodes of that yeah we, I, that's that's a show that's funny entertaining and important i think yeah right now. yeah it's on netflix download it download download or stream it's six it half hour episodes yeah, yeah stream it you don't stream have to download it, it. my down- god what is this 1992 <laughs> <laughs> you're like download it i'm like well we could stream it too <laughs> yeah. i don't know i've never downloaded anything from download it on I don't the get aol <laughs> use your dial up and download it assholes watch it on an excel spreadsheet it's fantastic um and then the last thing we'll talk about is i didn't know this about cc until i was googling her <laughs> but we've never talked about the fact that you're from mechanicsville virginia i'm from mechanicsville virginia now mechanicsville that that's about 30 minutes outside of richmond yes it is that's right yes ma'am my, my, my parents live in richmond i i can't believe this i really can't believe this isn't it weird i can't believe Did you go it. to college in virginia no oh that's good i went to new york Okay. Oh, that's right. You went to U- Tish. I went to no. I thought that, you went to MIU. I'm not that cool. Oh. I went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Oh, that's right. AMDA. AMDA. Uh, Jane Wilson. Do you know Jane Wilson? No. Oh, she went to AMDA. Oh, fuck. She was a chain smoking drinker at that time, and I'm like, I wish I knew you then. All we my friends all are sober. Were. Well, oh. yeah. Some of us still are. I still, I still drink. I don't. I still drink. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. No. But I smoke sometimes. But uh, rarely. Don't but I do drink. Don't tell my husband this. What? <laughs> but so do I. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every now and then, like if I get, if I like had too many drinks, and then I'll like bum a cigarette from somebody. That's and so just funny. Be like I love this. See, for me, it's not booze. For me, it's stress. Oh. And like, yeah. I'll, like if it's like seven days, and I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I'll knock on a neighbor's. Hey, 
can I have a cigarette? I'll give you a dollar. Because, you know, they're $10 a pack now. Yeah, that's crazy. If I'm working on a crazy, stressful show and there are smokers, I will bum one. Once in a while, I'll bum yeah, one. Same. And then, yeah. I loved it. I love smoking. I wish it wasn't bad for you. Same here. I loved it. Ugh, damn it. I know. It's such a bad... <laughs> anything we love, it's bad for yeah. us. Yeah. I love, I love a lot of things that are very bad for me. Me too. I love, I love booze. I'm on the wagon right now just for like... I'm just doing like I on the wagon for January. I swear to God. You know, all my friends are doing sober January and it's bullshit. Yeah, it's dumb. I've already... But listen, I say I'm doing it. <laughs> I've already... So what? what is today? The 10th? You offered me a glass of wine when I got here. But yeah, because I thought if you had one, I could... <laughs> I've already broken it twice, so it's 10 days into January, and I've already, like, we went to Palm Springs this weekend, and I was like, I can't not drink in Palm Springs. You, what am and I, you have to have margaritas animal? when you're, uh, yeah. no, you're not an animal. You're a distinguished woman. You're a classy bitch. <laughs> you can't go to Palm Springs and not have a cocktail. No. no. Fuck that. Fuck it. I can't believe, I can't believe, <laughs> I've never heard of sober January in my life this year. Like Everybody's I, doing it. I had to have drinks with my friend Alex before January came because she's like, I'm not drinking in January. I was like, hey, I had so much fun going to happy hour. We should do it again. And she's like, not till February. I'm doing sober January. I'm like, well, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm done. I mean, obviously, like I've already. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're an alcoholic. No, I just, I kind of wanted to prove to myself that I'm not an alcoholic, but <laughs> I, maybe I've well, proved the so opposite. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't be working, I don't think, if you were an alcoholic. Only, no, you know, I don't drink in the morning usually. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I know people who do. Oh, sure, me too. Yeah, don't we all? We work yeah. in entertainment. I mean, we work in entertainment. Yeah, you know, we know people that put Bailey's in their coffee in the morning. Absolutely. And by six p.m., they're blacked out, and they won't remember anything you say to them after six p.m. Yep. Yep. Good for them, though. Oh, but Richmond. Richmond, oh, Virginia. Looky here, Richmond, Virginia. You know what I thought was weird about Richmond? Looky here. Because they have that weird oh, southern yeah. accent where they say, oh, I'm going to go down to my house on the river. And I'm like, you're going to go down? Yeah. What do you, Warsh? Warsh? Do I you, never heard that. That's a different. So there's so many Virginia accents. So now for me, the people who. So I grew up in Mechanicsville. And Mechanicsville. Which, look at here. That's country. Oh, it's the country. No, but that was like we were. Everybody was really. It's like. Mom, are you going to put the dogs out? Like that was, it was very, it was more hillbilly. Right. It was a little more like, mama. <laughs> mama. It's not mama, it's mama. Mama. <laughs> and, mama. Um, so stupid. <laughs> um, but then, you know, are y'all, y'all want a Coke? Like that. But then there's also that sort of the river going down to the river this weekend in my house on the Chesapeake Bay. Like, Chesapeake. <laughs> it's a, if it's on the river, it's not on the Chesapeake Bay. But, but you, you I get it. Was on, oh, I thought if it was on the river. Isn't that the Potomac River? It's on the river. river. Yeah, it's the Chesapeake. Poto the Potomac River. Look and, at then, and then some people have houses on the Chesapeake Bay. Right. Or on the bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that, to me, those people were the rich people. The people who have a house on have a house on the river. Well, well my on friend the, Shannon, her parents had a house on the river. Mm -hmm. And I went one time. Look at here. Uh, it look was here. <laughs> look here. here. I like I, to me. Everybody there sounded like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> Even the women. I'm like, oh God, I can't stand you people. Uh, Richmond's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city. Can you believe they're taking down all the monuments on Monument Avenue? Is that happening? Yeah. Oh, that's so. I great. mean, I read that it was happening. I hope. I think it may have already happened. It has not happened. I was there at Christmas and it was. Oh really? Yeah. They I thought were, they took they down. Were still around. Oh. They might have taken down what? I haven't seen. No, I didn't. Well, we we drove down. I don't know if we went all the way down to the end, but nothing was down yet. Oh, really? Because they were yeah. having a big pro protest in front of, I think, the Robert E. Lee statue. Mm -hmm. And I was watching it on Periscope. But it stayed peaceful because those idiots from Charlottesville didn't show up. Well, not right. from Charlottesville. The ones that showed up to. Cause those yeah. That was so weird about the Charlottesville thing. Is like anybody who's lived in Virginia or knows Charlottesville, that is like hippie fucking wine country, Dave Matthews band, yeah. peace, love, and harmony yeah. shit. Like there are no rednecks in Charlottesville that hate no. black. It's just that's no. just not Charlottesville. It's no. a fucking college town. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I, I th maybe there's some entitled whites, but I don't, they're not like out there. They're not out there marching in tiki, tiki touches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not happening. Yeah, they keep it on the low. Yeah, it's. I mean, they talk about it in their house at the river while they're wine tasting. Well, <laughs> when the wine tasting <laughs> over on the Chesapeake, look at Um <laughs> <laughs> So weird, Virginia. So <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> 
funny. Well, tell everybody where uh, where they can see you or see your work. So that we know we, we can download episodes of Bill Nye Saves the World on Netflix. Yes, please watch Bill Nye Saves the World on Netflix. And then, um, I don't know, come find me on Twitter. I'm at CC Pleasance. And um, I'm also on Instagram where you can see photos of my dog. You have to. I'm a big fan of Charlie's. FYI, everybody, you're going to go to CeCe's Instagram. You're going to see pictures of Charlie and go, wow, that's a really cute dog. He looks like he's about 40 pounds. He's not. He's 20 pounds. He's a small gentleman. But he looks big. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. Who is this dog when I came over? Because I'm a big <laughs> fan of animals. And so it just, I was just, I couldn't believe how small he was. I had a lady in the park one day ask me if he was a German shepherd. <laughs> She He's retarded. A Twenty pound dog. No, she told me she had a pretty thick accent, so I think she's Armenian. I, I, so I'm not sure. Like we are in Glendale, but but she told me that she had a German Shepherd, and I think what she was trying to communicate to me, and I'm like, if you have a German Shepherd, you know that my dog is not a German Shepherd because he's no, twenty pounds. It's like a beagle. <laughs> She, I think mix. what she was trying to say was that she thought that they had somehow figured out how to make a toy German Shepherd. Oh. And that's what Charlie was. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, he's a German Shepherd. He's German Shepherd. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he's here a German Shepherd. <laughs> are all your neighbors Armenian? No. Uh, but the ones who are are delightful. Do you it's, want me I to teach you a uh, cute? Because, like, you know how... I don't know if this is going to interest the audience at all, but you know, UCB Sunset is in an Armenia, it's in little Armenia. And ever since they moved in, all the Armenians are like, fuck UCB, you take all our parking. Yes. So when you park, they see you, they give you the fucking stink eye. But I know a little bit of Armenian, so I'll say good evening or hello to them in Armenian. And they go from stink eye to all smiles and hello. It's very lovely. Oh, that's nice. What is the what is the thing? So What's you want to say uh, good morning. Uh, good morning is body lose. Body lose. Body lose. So body, body like B A R I, but you go body. Body lose. L U L U Z like light in Spanish. Body lose. Body okay. lose. Oh. Uh, good evening is body guisher. Oh, I can't say that. Yes, you can. <laughs> I'll teach you after. Okay. All right. So if you guys want to learn Armenian, um, check out Cece <laughs> on Twitter. Watch her shows and watch the Katya and Trixie show on Vice. Yes. And um, thank you for being here. Thanks Aww. for doing the pot. Thanks for letting me come Sharon. over. Well, thanks for coming over. Thanks for coming to Glendale. It's my pleasure, bro. <laughs>